0: listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 18 of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by The Landon Donovan MLS Fantasy Anniversary Resort, coming soon to San Jose. Oh, no, wait, wait, sorry. Actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. Uh, Without you guys, we couldn't keep this show possible. And I thank you so much, so much every time and appreciate your support every day. Truly, truly, I do. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Mr. Belaine Riffle, Ashley is actually out today celebrating her wedding anniversary with Spencer, who, like the scrub he was, forgot to check to see if there was going to be a double game week, and he made it so, and uh, double booked on Monday. So she's out today, uh, but we we get it. We get it in her place, though. uh, One of our classic MLS Fantasy guests, Andrew Crawler. How are you doing tonight, guys?
1: I'm good.
2: I'm great. Uh, had to make sure that we had some Sounders representation every uh, single day.
0: Yeah, that's that's what happens. It seems like a lot of the the core of the backup and, and guests tend to be uh, very Seattle focused. So we we've got to keep our keep our green represented here. Uh, and you, the good green, uh, not, not that gross Portland <laughs> green. Oh. <laughs> but no, uh, we have we have uh, you here. We've got a little bit of notes from Ashley as well. No picks, but uh, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, just in case. You're, for some reason, just tuning in at the beginning and then have to go real quick. This is a double game week. The games start on Tuesday, so you're probably listening to it right now. You need to set your team with at least some players. Uh, We have games Tuesday, games Wednesday, and games on the weekend. So be sure to check your team's big double game week, and we're going to be jumping into that right now but first we're going to talk about how we did this past round um i'll start with ashley she got 90 points tinkered with her defenders and left 10 on the bench and her lucho captain sucked that's that is pretty rough blaine what about you
1: yeah 94 um not terrible i climbed in overall and
0: fcl rankings off that
1: uh not not as good as i would have hoped for the way the round went um Took a few risks. I went with Ladero, captain, instead of Lucho, who I was talking about on the show, which saved me a few points. And then I gambled big time and left Orango seven on the bench in favor of Saverino, which paid off. But my double Orlando midfield really let me down. So I feel like something better there would have helped. But overall, 94 is not bad. I think I won all but one of my head to heads.
0: Uh, yeah, Speaking of head-to-heads, you did beat me in, in our head-to-head, our little MLS Fantasy Insider Derby right there. It was a lot closer before the point corrections. I ended up with 91, and I think you had 92 at that time, Blaine. Um, I had one something little like snafu. Hmm? You know what? Yeah, something like that. Your
1: snafu was the same as mine, though. I will say that.
0: Okay, with uh, with your defense, with Glad.
1: Yeah, I had Glad and he didn't play.
0: Yeah, that was me as well. Uh getting some stuff done this weekend with with the family. Missed missed that. And so pulled Rui Diaz off the bench for me. So I got two points, got a few points for that, but I definitely would have swapped out for for another defender option had had that been the case. But still happy. 91. I think I, I also won almost all of my head to heads uh and a very decent result with my captain. I went with Vela can you guys believe that i i captained i had Vela and captained him so uh technically he would not have been my my best captain uh it would have been of course Tati, had i gone with that but still 10 points was solid he was uh, the easy number two since i had uh, Ruan and uh, wagner on the bench right there so i wouldn't have had that as an option and i had philly down there because i was i was just gambling with that so um, and it worked out for me but uh, yeah, 91, pretty pleased with that. What about you, Andrew? I hit the century mark exactly. Boom! On the
2: button. Yeah, even with the terrible, terrible Lucho cap, I uh, managed to get some big scores from some of my less chalky picks with Ruan and Osorio. Um, and then the typical guys that were in just about everybody's lineup with, uh, like, Wagner and Bela, um, you know, given the scores that we all want to see and why they're in everybody's lineup all the time yep so i'll take 100 took all
0: my head-to-head so good week there you go yeah definitely a solid week if you got if you got triple digits a lot of great scores in chat as well uh mid to upper 80s low to mid 90s uh tyler who does our differentials 96 wishes he had gone with his bedoya differential this week yeah a lot i almost went with that just like hey i want to throw in something something for tyler did did not end up going with uh because I just didn't trust the Philly defense. We'll see what we think about Philly offense. Sorry, I, mean, I didn't trust the Philly offense. We'll see what we think about the Philly offense, though, uh, as we talk more about players later on this show. But, yeah, a lot of great scores. Uh, you guys The great. If you got in those the 90-point range, depending on where you're at overall, you, you probably saw some positive gain. Uh, you may have even been able to inch into some of the, the lower Champions League spots. Uh, but um, if you hit maybe in the 80s, it was more competitive. But yeah, a lot of 80s and 90s, so good, solid scores. Let's talk about takeaways that we had. Our take-a-roos from the fantasy side. Uh, Ashley sent over a couple, and she just wanted to to reiterate, what did she say about that Seattle-Portland games? What did she say? And she was correct right there. And then also she says, holy Philly attack, finally coming alive. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Rooney potentially coming to D.C. may may fix that up. yeah the the Philly attack um I don't know we we can see what that's what that's gonna bring for us in the future do you guys have any just quick takeaways for Philly I think that's probably the the biggest fantasy team to focus on moving into this next round especially with their double Andrew what about you
2: yeah I think that was a lot more to do with dc just not giving a crap um once they gave up one or two their defenders just looked awful they had two first half subs like they were just done, and it was so bad that coach got fired. I mean, was, <laughs> he was at the game, and he watched how much of a dumpster fire that was, and he still decided, you know what? I'm in. This is my project now. So, I mean, watch out. I, I think he's going to start whipping people into shape. He's got the he's got the street cred for it for sure. So, I'm uh, hoping that that was more to do with D.C.'s terribleness on the day. Um, so, hoping to see – Wayne, bring him up to respectability at least. Wayne, anything to add? No, I just,
1: I was shocked by that score, but I know big week, midweek news last week was Sergio Santos was traded to Cincinnati. Yeah. And right after he's gone, everybody comes alive. I don't you know. I know a lot of the players were upset by that transfer, they didn't want to see him leave. But when a guy like that can be out, you never know what fire that's going to light under everybody else. And Carranza came in as the regular forward and got it done. Uri got two goals as well. Gazdag got involved. I mean, everybody was was playing. Sometimes a little bit of shakeup in the locker room can jar something loose. I really feel like that was mostly D.C. But if whatever shakeups going on in Philly is working right now, that's a team to watch out for because they got a lot of solid players that if they can put it together like that, they can do that to a lot of teams right now.
0: Yeah. I think those are the, the key takeaways. We'll talk more about Philly in, in our pick section. Um, I also just want to put a, a quick comment about another big one was Atlanta, big failure coming in. Atlanta is another double game week team on a double home. People may be keeping an eye on them. Uh, I don't know. Definitely there, there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room. Uh, there's a lot of just, just high emotions, right there a lot of implosion and so uh that's the team that i'm going to be just an early takeaway is well keep be careful about uh looking at that because sometimes people think that that passion turns into sort of production in in future especially with the double game week but be careful because there's there's a deeper i think deeper issue with atlanta that that needs to be addressed that that joseph did a, a good job alluding to and uh um doyle mentioned some in, in one of his latest articles that they, gets into it a little bit more as well so there's there's some deeper issues there to go into that um let's see i guess i, I gotta say those those dirty new york red Bulls as well as just since grumble grumble all that yeah. all that but blaine what are your takeaways
1: um yeah this was just a rough week for midfielders uh ladero underperformed for what we would have hoped uh lucho was just awful i mean picked up that red card too you never want to see a two in your midfield um I mean midfielders across the board just I didn't see the scores I wanted. I didn't a couple of guys had some decent ones, but you've got a bunch of guys that we haven't been picking up all season long, or not regularly. I mean, congrats to Andrew for picking up Asorio. That's huge on a week. I mean, he makes a dream team. But that's just it was a bad week, but forwards were all or on it. I mean, yep. Tati got his 16. I picked yeah Yeah, um Carranza I mean had the hat trick Uri for Philly went big Severino got me a a nine Vela got a 10 forwards were all over the place and gave you those consistent scores and it's a trend I've been seeing for a couple of weeks now the reliable forwards are starting to hit bigger more consistently and we love to pick our midfielders who are hitting consistently but right now you've got forwards and potentially three to four forwards that you could rely on week in and week out to go with. Sorry, I have got a little one on my arm. But yeah, the forward forwards are, are starting to hit. More. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. For, my thing is forwards are hitting consistently. So watch those big names. And it might be time to start thinking about the three, four, three a lot more consistently instead of scrubbing forwards. Like we have a lot this season.
0: <laughs>
2: Andrew, what about you? Mine is more of a take forward instead of take away. If you yeah. were watching the games this weekend, all the announcers were talking about all the big signings that are coming into the league mm-hmm. and that's going to shake some teams up. Um, you know, who's taken set pieces, maybe some positioning for some players is going to change. Um, so this weekend and, and next week, Weekend, or I guess midweek and, and this weekend are ones to kind of pay a bit more attention to, if you can, um, especially on some of those teams that had some of those big, big signings come in because some of the roles and responsibilities are going to change. Um, so, you know, maybe a guy that was on set pieces is now no longer on them and there goes his bonus point potential and, you um, yeah, just keep keep an eye on some of those big names and, and if they're taking over some of the set piece duties or knocking one of your favorite go to guys out of their main position they have been playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a benefit that happened for Sorio this week and uh, we saw uh, Chucho over there at Columbus uh, had got some time and got a goal so that's one we mentioned last week and then of course I mean, the big one that's going to be coming people keep talking about bail so yeah, that is that is definitely something to keep an eye out because they, they are coming. They are coming and they're they've been acquired to be impact players. And so that's something that we have to respect as as a fantasy. Will they be a Ladero? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But but that's exactly what they have been brought in to do. And we'll see what happens. So, yeah, good. Good note. All right. Yeah. Uh, no additional comments from from chat. So those are our takeaways, trying to save a good amount of time because we do have a big double game week again if you haven't haven't already noticed big double game week coming up. Uh, but first we're going to talk about housekeeping in our next segment. All right, let's jump into housekeeping for round 18, a quick league update first with our pro rail project which is just just fantastic. I hope a lot of you all if, hope I, I want to say I hope all of you all stay around, but I know those who are in our Pro rail league waiting list are hoping that all of you don't stay around but I hope everyone's having as much fun as I am with this. Uh, so first with our Champions League update, Todd Modiset back on top with a, a record of 13, 1 and 3 but still, That's a tie for first by his results, and he is back on top by points. So a tough battle continues right there in the Champions League. Blaine, what about the Veterans League? Oh no, wait, sorry, Ashley has that. Uh, Ashley has the update. You what? She put it in. She did put it in, yes. Uh, There is a new leader alert for our Veterans League, and that is Blake's Flames with a record of 13-1-3. So the same record as as, uh, Todd and Donuts up there. Now, Blaine, the Development League.
1: Yeah, um, FC Red Bull Green Mountain is still on top. We're down to three teams at that 15-0-2 mark. I actually knocked off my buddy, Jordy for MVP, to knock him out of that top spot this week. Oh, snap. I kind of feel bad for taking that one from him. But, yeah, it's a tight race still at the top, but Red Bull Green Mountain still just hanging on there all
0: season long. Uh, and Andrew added this one, so I'll let you if you want to get the details about the Champions League qualification bug. Yeah, so
2: I was curious seeing some of the, the big names from the last couple of years, big name managers that are often in the top 10. I noticed they were still in the uh, Champions League qualification rankings. And somebody, I think it might have been Ranch, who mentioned it to Skyler. Um, and Skylar said, yeah, we're, we're aware that uh, some of the people who qualified last round for champions league are still being in the rankings for this round. Um, and Skylar said that the development team is working on that on the back end of it. So uh, congratulations, everybody. You're doing better than you think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the way to be. Uh, that's the the glass half full right there. Uh, this is the last round of the third quarter qualifier for the champions. League. there we go. It's kind of a, Kind of a mouthful right there. Uh, this is the the last round. The fourth qualifying round for the Champions League will be the fourth and final qualifying round will be rounds 19 through 24. So, again, you're shooting for top 50 uh, from rounds 19 through 24. And if you make it, you will be in the Fantasy Champions League, which will take us to the end of the season right there. Top 200 players from, from these four chunks are who are going to battle it out for additional MLS Fantasy prizes. Okay, moving on to the actual round 18 information. Everything starts Tuesday, July 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Austin versus Houston. Uh, Again, that is today, if you're listening to this on the podcast or uh, right tomorrow, yesterday, whatever it is, not now, if you're listening to it live here on, on YouTube. But yeah, everything starts on Tuesday this week Uh, after Tuesday because this is a double game week so things get a little congested but we have Austin and Houston playing on Tuesday and then we have a whole bunch of teams playing on Wednesday and then we have a little bit of a break and we have Saturday and Sunday games once again so uh, everything is spread out over a lot of days this week so be sure you have your lineup set be sure you have your auto ruse set or switcheroos if you are so brave to do that with this round. We've got the teams broken down for you if you are trying to identify uh, which double homes or, or switch teams you want to go with. The double home teams are Chicago, Miami, Nashville, Colorado, FC Dallas, Atlanta, and Minnesota. The double away teams are Seattle, Vancouver, Toronto, Houston, Sporting Kansas City, New York City FC, and Orlando. And then the teams who are splitting one home and one away. Are San Jose, FC Cincinnati, uh, Austin, Columbus, LA Galaxy, Philadelphia, DC, and Real Salt Lake. Uh, everybody else is on a single game week, and nobody is on a buy this week. So, if you're going to look for teams to do switcheroos, Portland is an option. If you're looking for that single game week, they're playing the very last round. They've they've got some cheap players that you can easily work into your team. If you don't want to look at portland or you're afraid that one of their players might play who knows what you're thinking Uh, i mean new england's got some options any of those single game week teams have options you can go with uh, and you can use whatever strategy you prefer early games or later games whatever is going to let you be able to see that roster just to make sure that someone hasn't snuck in there thanks to an injury or a card or something like that But, but you definitely do have some some cheap options available to you for this round uh that being said there have been several cards and accumulations and warnings from from last week that you want to be aware of when you are picking your teams and thanks to uh ranchinator for getting that for us tyler and blaine can you give us the update
1: yeah and right before i give you the update uh ranch does this mega reference and we really appreciate all the work he puts into this and getting this ready for us each week but on a week like this the mega reference also has a known scrubs list that are safe to play including guys that have transferred to USL or out of the league or season ending injuries, just guys we hundred percent know will not play. So if you're looking for those and don't want to get blown up by whatever this week, go check out the mega reference for that. It'll also be updated throughout the week as more injuries get added. And Blaine, where can we find that mega reference? Uh, That's in the discord and it's pinned at the top or just ask somebody where the mega reference is and they will help you find it. There we go. Easiest way to
0: get there, mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord.
1: Yeah, so um, some interesting ones out here. We've got two guys that have come onto the field for the first time. Uh, Parada for Atlanta was a sub debut. And then Cucho Hernandez at Columbus scored on his debut, which is always big when Columbus starts finding a striker that can score. Um, the list of red cards and accumulation suspensions is crazy this week. Uh, Andrew Farrell for Revolution picked up a red card. Tati's going to be out the first game for yellow card accumulation. Uh, Reagan for Seattle. Um, Williamson for Portland. Uh, Edwards for Red Bulls. Cruz for Sin- and Lucho for Cincy are going to miss that first game. Espinosa for Kansas City. Uh, Mensa for Columbus. Uh, Jimenez for Chicago as well as um, Miguel Navarro. Um, let's see, Servania uh, and Quinoan, Quignan, whatever for Dallas are both out, and Farfan is out for Dallas for that first game. So that's three Dallas players right there. And Arajo for Atlanta is also out. Um, and then injury-wise, we've got some other ones to worry about here. Brad Smith for DCU is done for the season with an ACL tear. Maxi Morales came out at 45 minutes. Um, listed as an injury at the moment. Uh, Caruso for uh, Charlotte's out. Anderson Julio for RSL. And I'm hearing he may have been, tr- no, that he wasn't transferred. Everton Louise was transferred away today. So there's two guys. Uh, Kubas for uh, Vancouver, came, been strong, new signing. He's going to be out. Misoski for LAFC, re injured, whatever he's got going on. And then, oh, I can't the or whatever for Dallas, the new striker, one of their young strikers, he's a 4-0. He's listed with an injury as well. So that's four players on Dallas that are going to be out for this game for sure. And then yellow cards to watch uh, some names. We like Derek Williams for the galaxy. Uh, Lude for Minnesota's there. Callens is on yellow card watch along with Kai Wagner. So that's two of our regular defenders that are listed, uh, New Who for Seattle, Johnny Russell for Sporting, Pablo Ruiz for RSL, and Asorio for TSC. If they pick up a yellow in their first game of the week, they will miss the second half of the double game week. And that's our list. Thank you, Tyler, for getting that to us.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. That's a great update. Again, as we already said, you can catch the mega reference uh, at the MLS Fantasy Boss discord that is got a lot of people who contribute to it and if you want to contribute as well you can go over there always at mega reference you can get some people involved but yeah mls fantasyboss.com slash discord it's the easiest way just click on the link and you'll go right to discord it's free it's fun it's mega i don't know i was giving that a shot see how that worked but uh, let me know at me let me know how that worked seven out of ten There we go. 7 out of 10 might do it again. We'll find out. So, uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for that update. And next, we're going to move on to our third segment, our player targets for round 18. All right, let's talk about player targets for round 18, starting as always with keepers and defenders. Andrew, who are you looking at? All right, so we've got that Austin
2: game. That is going to be everybody's main target for their bench plays this week, for their yep. switcheroos. I think Stuver is far and away the best goalkeeper option for the bench. That said, I'm not going to take him. Here's why. And why is that? <laughs> um, goalkeepers are such low variance between them that with the bench play, you want to take somebody that is high variance. Since you can only take three players from a team, I want to take three Austin field players. So that means not able to take Stuber as much as I think he's probably the best in a vacuum goalkeeper. So I'm instead going to look at the realistically only other option to have a switcheroo. And I'm going to take Uh, whoever's the starting keeper for Atlanta. Um, And if they keep that clean sheet, I'm going to scrub out Yarbrough, who is my backup option, if Atlanta doesn't keep that early clean sheet on Wednesday.
0: All right. And what about defenders?
2: Defenders? um, I'm looking at two defenders from Austin. Get that high variance in there. Um, Cascante and Gabrielson. um, With... Kai Wagner on the yellow card watch. I think I'm going to skip him this week and going to go with a different one and go with Elliot. Um, also looking at Abubakar from Colorado. Um, I like their chances at at least one clean sheet this week and potentially Chichos from Chicago. Oh, nice. So, with the way you
1: said that, you got do you have your Austin defenders on the bench? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Why is that? I, I'm just of the philosophy that you pick three double game week defenders and run with them, and you never try to get cheeky with defenders. You always take somebody who's got more variance up front, and you let your bench plays, auto rue it out and see who comes in, but you just pick your best defenders you've got available and run with them for the double it's just it's an interesting take. I I hadn't really looked at Austin Defenders. Now I may have to look at Austin Defenders a little bit more, but I'm still starting three defenders.
0: Understandable. Well, uh, as for me, I have looked at Austin Defenders and I also have Gabrielson on my bench. So, I uh, have that hadn't haven't gone to double. Uh, I do have uh, Wagner on my team right now. I am concerned about the yellow card. So I basically just threw this one together with some kind of chalky I'm going to see what I, what I thought, I, what I would think about it. Uh, but I am concerned about that yellow because I mean, that's, it's a defender. It's away Miami. Miami could get kind of choppy. So I, I do have some concerns about that. Uh, I was, I was really interested in, in Minnesota, um, just mostly for some potential bonus points that could happen against sporting Kansas city and DC and uh, had a little bit of a budget option Right here, I have Lawrence on my team right now. Uh, a little, little bit, maybe, maybe uh, ranching for then your differentials article or something. Um, but also I also have Abu Bakr as well uh, because I do like the, his bonus points. He has a good bonus point production and both those home games, Orlando, LA, I think it'll have some good opportunities as well. So a little bit of overlap. Um, but no, that, that double Austin, that's, that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. Blake, who do you have if you're not looking at these awesome players? Who are you looking at? Yeah,
1: I'm seeing it in chat too. I've got the chalk Stuver to Blake for my um, keeper reel. Uh, Stuver, if he really goes off in that first game, I may think about dropping Blake out just because Blake's got that first road game and second one's I, I, uh, not the greatest. I mean, it's hosting New England. New England does put up goals. Like it's, it's the best of what you've got there. I'm. Deciding what I want to do with that, but that's kind of the chalk pick, so I ran with it. And Blake has done me well lately. Um, Defender-wise, I'm a little all over the place. I threw Wagner in there to begin with, but that was before I saw the yellow card accumulation. So I'm torn between trying to go to Elliot on that one. or And then I've got Abubakar starting. It's just double home. He's putting up the numbers. He's a goal threat. Yeah. I don't trust either Orlando or L.A. really on the defensive side right at the the moment. I know Orlando just came off of a solid game, but it wasn't what it was, Miami. Like, I just, Abubakar is a set piece monster, and I think he's got the potential in both of these. And I'm looking at RSL again. I missed with Glad last week, but Herrera or Brody, whoever starts that first game, I could definitely see going with. And then I don't know. It's just, I haven't done it all year. I think I might have to pick up Zimmerman just because he's got the double home. I know that's not the greatest of matchups, but uh, I guess I forgot it in the injury thing. Rui uh, Rui Diaz was listed as out for the first game. He's not going to travel. So you've got Nashville hosting Seattle without Rui Diaz. That helps a little bit. It's just Zimmerman gets the bonus points. These are two teams that are going to attack into him. I can see that, one. it's a double home, and really, for double home, Colorado and Nashville are the only two I kind of even like on defense. I don't trust any of the others. They've been leaking goals pretty consistently. Maybe Chicago, but I just don't trust Chicago enough. Every time I take them, they burn me, and it's Seattle, hopefully with Rudy Diaz back, and Toronto in that first game. Those are two teams that can score. So I just, I, I struggled there. So I'm just looking pretty chalk, grab my bonus point producers. I think Abubakar is going to be chalk. RSL will probably be a little bit of a chalky pick. Atlanta's not playing well and sporting struggles to score at times. So I think I'm going to risk it. And then the only question is, do I do Wagner or Elliot, or do I try my luck with Zimmerman in that spot?
0: I realize I forgot to mention goalkeepers. I am pretty much running Blake almost like a solo this week. Uh, didn't really want to fool with, with the keeper ruse. I, I do have um, Portland's goalkeeper as as my backup just because he'll play. He's a single game week. He's last. He got a clean sheet last week against Seattle, so maybe he's feeling good. And it's Vancouver's second game, so I mean, I figured that's if if Blake doesn't do well, it's it's worth a shot and just see what happens. But yeah, that's that's my my keeper lineup right there, uh, go over to the chat, uh, pretty much the same, not, not much, uh, difference from what, uh, we've seen, uh, like a little bit gene, like some of the, the national guys as well, Blaine, but yeah, Blake Stuver seems, seems pretty common right there. And yeah, I think Abu Bakr may, may be pretty chalky this week. Let's move on to our midfield Blaine. Who do you like?
1: Yeah, this was a little easier this week. Um, Once I saw the suspensions, it kind of made my mind up. Going to go start with Mukhtar on a double home. I just – obvious pickup there. Zellerion's looking better now that he's healthy. Um, I like the production I'm seeing. Playing D.C. after that horrible weekend they had. And then a home game versus Cincinnati. I think that's a chance for him to get some points both games. Cincinnati is not that pushover team that we want to run the, we expect to have them run the score up against them, but I just think it's a team that he can match up pretty well against, especially if Cucho is going to start one or both of those games. I just, I feel like Columbus is about to turn it around and I'm going to get in as early as I can on the Zella train, because when he's on and has some support, he's one of the best players in the league. With that, um, I also have Reynoso on the double home game, just a really Nice matchup set with Sporting and D.C. Don't think you can really avoid him this week. <sighs> this spot would have been for Lucho until he was suspended. <laughs> I've got Driusi in here now. I It was tough to see where to go with these guys, but I've got Driusi starting for sure. Uh, Houston and Dallas. Dallas has been leaking a lot of goals lately against good offenses, so I think this is a week where you can take them and then my fifth midfield spot, I had a little bit of a budget crisis until I started changing some things. So I was bouncing back and forth. Um, I don't mind Fagundas in this one. I think that matchup set is good enough to double up on Austin's midfielders if one of them is a bench play. But a name that jumped out at me, and it is one of my draft names again, but he's had a great string of games re- recently, and that's Ravellison for LA for the galaxy. He's been, he's scored in several games, gotten some assists. He's playing San Jose and then at Colorado. That's not a bad slate of games for a guy like him. I do worry a little bit if he's going to go 180 or go much more than 120. He has had a little bit of rotation with that team, but he has just been playing so well lately and getting more and more involved. I want, I want to see if he's got it this week. So he's on my short list to watch and see what happens with lineups
2: and see if there's rotation in that first game. Andrew. Yeah, I just want to follow up on what Blaine was just saying. I kind of like that um, LA shout there at the end. Um, They have the last game on Wednesday. And so he might be a good option to start. And if you need a player to scrub out, there's your candidate right there. Um, So if you have one of those early players from Atlanta or RSL or wherever that hit, like if your bench does well, um, that can be your, your option to scrub out if you need it. Yeah. Um, my picks, I think it's going to be fairly chalky for Reynoso, Mutar and Dreyusi. I think those three guys are going to be, you know, 99% of the teams. So everybody's going to pick them. Um, I'm going with Montero from San Jose. Um, I have a thing where I really like to pick the best player from bad teams just because so much tends to go through them. Um, kind of like with, with Reynoso, um, you know, there's nobody else really on that team that I trust to kind of advance the ball, create chances either for themselves or for teammates. Um, if they're on set pieces, that's great as well. So looking kind of in that same mold, um, Shaqiri potentially for Chicago might, might find his way into my team. Um, if not him, then I'll probably end up going with, uh, Zell
0: yeah. I've, again, I agree with, with that, uh, Reynoso. uh, I also do have Zella right here. Some of that is uh, the big hell's real Derby coming up this week. And then wanting to see what he can play off of with, uh, with a new competent forward uh, option that, that he should have right there. And then this, this last one, it's a bit more of a placeholder. Um, I've got some extra cash, so I may upgrade to, uh, to a bigger name after I see some more of the numbers that come out uh, before before probably Wednesday because I don't need this for a Tuesday game. But I've got Nwobito uh, right now on my bench with, uh, with Acosta out and, and some of that and Cruz also unavailable then. Uh, I don't know. There could be some more defensive posture at the that first game especially since it's going to be that it's at home. So you want to try to win, but it, hell's real derby. You want to make sure you represent well for that. And uh, this was uh, one of the, this last round was I think the lowest round or one of the lowest rounds that the Webido has had since he's come in, he's usually hitting at five or six with bonus points per round. And so looking at maybe potentially your 10 or 12 point defensive midfielder for the double for game week, not, not too bad. So I put him there. I may keep him just for fun because I usually am very um, anti-defensive midfielders, but we do tend to look at them more with the double games, and Cincinnati's got a decent one. After having all the defensive midfielders, we finally have a decent one, and so I I may go with it. But um, this is a double game week, and it is a good opportunity to also say this is when a double game week defensive midfielder can pay off. Uh, It's always that – more reliable floor that you're going to be looking for. You miss out that boomer bust. So have the guys who come in and get uh, the goal and a, and a hat trick, or the guys who are getting the the assists and the bonus points that that could easily just jump up there and beat them. But this is some of the more reliable points that you're looking for. And you never know. We've talked about some of these potential cards and impacts the teams and rotations. Maybe it's a, a reliable defensive midfielder that you want for that fifth spot, likely your bench spot right here. Just to see how that's going to go. Right, moving over there. Yeah, see other people looking at Shakiri. What is it about Chicago that is interesting you now, Andrew, after some of their lackluster start? Uh,
2: Mostly two home games. Um, I know this last week he didn't have as much set-piece duty as he has leading up to it. Um, But, you know, he typically takes a few set-pieces within the game and just kind of that bonus point, chance, creation, potential.
0: If we haven't already said it this year or haven't said it enough this year, uh, home game advantage is real in MLS, very, very real statistically for, for MLS more than some of the other leagues. And so, yeah, that, that means a lot having those two home games. So I definitely understand that. Let's move on to our forward picks. Uh, Andrew. Man, I
2: have been going back and forth on forwards. I don't think I've had a single one that's stuck for more than about two hours since I started tinkering this morning. Um, right now I'm on Ferreira from Dallas. I've got Vasquez um, from Cincinnati and then potentially looking at Iwobese from uh, San Jose. Um, my brain is really thinking about Yosef got to go with uh, Martinez mostly for that uh, high variance pick for the bench um, potentially could could go that way if I do end up wanting to go uh, Stuver as my keeper. Um, but yeah I, I'm not a big fan of anybody. nobody's really catching my eye.
0: Fine.
1: interesting because I didn't have a tr- have trouble with this. I actually want more forwards. I wish I could get rid of my fifth midfield spot for another forward this week last for me. I'm that player. You know that. I love the 3-4-3. But no, um, Savarino's in my starting lineup. Uh, Just Atlanta's not playing well. He's looked so good. And then it's sporting again, and I think they can exploit it. He's come in, and he's taken over a lot of the playmaking duties. He's involved in almost everything right now. And until he cools off, it's going to be hard to avoid taking him. His average in these few games is eight. It's hard to turn down a forward with an eight average uh, when he's not cooling off any at all. So he's, he's my starting one. And I've got two guys on the bench. Like I generally do for this. It's one mid, one mid, two forwards. as my bench play. Um, I am going to try to risk it with Cucho Hernandez for Columbus. I like these games. I like Zella a lot. I just think he brings a needed dynamic to this team. And I've always kind of ridden the
2: Columbus hype train. I was just about to say, is there a single Columbus forward that you don't like? <laughs> um, I liked Ola Camaro
1: when he was there. <laughs> I'm a diehard Zardes fan, which I wish Colorado was better for him. But uh, one of the things that made Zardes so good was the system he was playing in there in Columbus. And if Kucho's anything like that, if he can get on the end of some of these balls, that system will feed him. And so I just – I think he's just going to slot in and kind of fill that gap that Zardes left this year. And I don't know why Zardes wasn't playing to start the year. I just – I have not figured out what was going on in Columbus. But if Kucho's is the answer for that, I want to get in on it quickly because while everybody else may be struggling to take him, I think this is a chance for me to grab some points and make up some ground on the field if they don't go with him, and I expect big things. And then my other one that I've got in there right now is I've got Ibobesey. I like the L.A. game on the road and then home to Houston. He's been playing well. His average is there. They're scoring. Kind of like you said, Andrew, it's nice to take the best player on a bad team. Nobody else is scoring goals for them. Nobody else is shooting as much as he is. If Montiero is setting up like he can be and he has been doing lately, I I looked him up a minute ago, his assist numbers recently have been climbing. He's averaging about two every three games. Um, that bodes well for bobacy in these games. I just think this is a week you could easily slot him in and take him. And then Chats, Chats mentioned him. It's a double away, and I don't know what the rotation's going to be with injuries. But uh, Talis Magno for New York City is my was the fourth guy I want. If I could get rid of Ravellison and take Magno on the bench, I would in a heartbeat this week. It's a double away. It's Dallas and Red Bulls. I just, those are games where you see fireworks. I don't trust the Dallas defense right now. And then anytime you get a Hudson River game, it's anything can happen. And with Tati missing the first game, I think Magno's is the guy who steps up and gets the bulk of those points. And so I I want that fourth spot for him. Um, I don't like him over the other three at the moment just because it's a double road game. But those are the four guys I'm really bouncing between. And depending on what happens with lineups, uh, especially seeing that Columbus game, if Cucho doesn't start that first game, I will probably roll back to Magno in the second game for sure.
0: So uh, it's just so exciting.
2: Like just watching him, like that's enough reason to take him on my fantasy team. Is it just a good reason to watch him play? He's so fun to watch.
1: That whole team has just been fun
0: to watch. Not going to disagree. Not going to disagree. Uh, so no, I agree with, with Andrew. That's I've found it a little bit rough picking forwards. Cause there are a few that I keep kind of bouncing back and forth through and the midfield guy. I'm, I'm still a, a midfield guy. Uh, I like, I like the Vasquez pick. I like Savarino. Uh, I like the Boba C pick. Uh, somebody else who I think we have to mention because of the performance last week is Carranza got the hat trick and got uh, the key pass got nine shots, all kinds of bonus point production right there going into a round where he's going up against Miami, which was horrible at the beginning. They've they've not been winning like they want to, but they've not been giving up a lot of goals as as of the past few games. One that I don't know if they've given up more than two you know, with the, the last few games they've had, uh, but also New England, which has some, some changes on the back line as well there. Is that just bandwagon, or is that something you could see away for Philadelphia going into this away-and-home double gambling, guys? Whoever wants to start.
2: Honestly, I just don't really like what Philadelphia is doing in attack. Um, Aside from this last game against D.C., I know they lit it up and absolutely smashed them. But generally, like, their attack just feels – Disjointed to me, like they're they're not creating in a high probability way. Um, right. That said, there was an absolutely ridiculous little uh, cutback through ball this last weekend that was just phenomenal. From uh, I think it was Gazdag that hit it, and it was just mwah. so. If they, <laughs> if they can get that, man, no telling yeah. where they can go.
1: I answered this in chat about Gazdag because we got one in the midfielder section. Just anybody interested in him. I feel like I got lucky last week. I took Gazdag for 11. I mean, anybody who took Carranza and got the hat trick or whatever. I think you got your point. Don't gamble on the same, same card twice. It's you got your points. Who knows what's going to happen this next time. I don't trust the attack. Just like Andrew said, it's they're so streaky. I've taken Gazdag five or six times this year. This is the first time I've hit double digits with them. Like I, I got my win. I took him on a week when most people didn't. I got a few extra points out of it compared to everybody else. And I'm happy. Like I'm not going to risk that again when I see other names that I like better, other names that are more trustworthy, more consistent for me. And as we always say, you never chase a hat trick. If the guy got a hat trick, you don't really want him for the following game. It has to be a special player and a special matchup. Giovinco back in the day, Vela in his MVP season. He would do that, you would take him the next game because he was doing that or on the verge of doing that every game. Carranza is a guy who's done it once this year and he's struggled to find goals the rest of the year. I just I, I can't i can't point chase like that on a team that I just don't trust and I haven't had good luck with all season long. All right. Plus there is some happy. rotation risk. I mean, Carranza, Uri, and then Corey Burke likes to start those – those games for the double game week. So he gets a lot of run out for these. So you never know who's going to play and how long and
0: what's going to happen there. Have to mention it. After that, that monster round have to mention it. All right. Let's wrap everything up with our captain picks. Andrew.
2: Uh, before we move on to that chat's saying that Grons is on loan from Miami. So probably won't be able to play against them. Um, so oh, that oh, might uh, screw uh, the entire idea. Um, good good catch chat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, want find out.
2: Thank you, chat. Um, as far as captain picks, just like I said, best guy on a bad team. He's got two home games. He's got by far and away the most dribbles in the entire league. Gotta go with Reynoso. Wayne. As much as I don't want to, I
1: have to agree. It's Reynoso. Um, Mukhtar is the only other guy I could legitimately see being a candidate. Um, just because he's got that double home, he's got a decent floor. His average is right up there. But I think on this one, you want the top end, and Reynoso's got the better top end from everything we've seen this season. Mukhtar has been so streaky. I expect kind of a middling point game and then one good game out of him. I can see Reynoso going off on both of these games.
0: Yeah, I agree it's also Reynoso, but I do have some of that worry as well because we've seen those like two-point games – from Reynoso as well. So, I mean, he could follow up this, these double digits with like a six and a two and just be all be disappointed. So I'm a little worried because I feel like it's going to be some of that, that like commentators curse being like, yes, all in Reynoso, uh, four points total. Uh, But no, I I think for what you said, Blaine to get a little bit of, of that out of the way um, that, that he's got the best potential, especially if DC is still a dumpster fire by the time it gets to to them, see what Rooney can do. I mean, there's always a rebuilding element. Sometimes a new coach just comes in there and puts them in a shape, and and there it goes. But uh, who knows? After that that big beating, it's just who knows what's going to happen with DC. But that's that's something where we're kind of I'm hoping for is there's some opportunities there. And I mean, Blaine, you can talk about sporting better than the rest of us. So I too am on, right now. So. Chats, uh, we've got Reynoso captains, Mukhtar captain. so yeah, I think those will definitely be the top two. Interesting to see who the third option will be. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's going to be Severino or somebody, but yeah, I think uh, Mukhtar and, and Reynoso by far, the runaway captains for that. Let's see if anybody else. Uh, Tyler is debating Zellerayon. Maybe, you never know. Hell is real derby. Could find out what happens right there. Uh, have to respect that that the new forward option so maybe that will open up some for Zella. interesting to, to find out i will not be there uh, i like to try to make cincinnati hell's world derby games now so i did the chicago i did the columbus one so that was enough i got a cup and then they wouldn't let me leave because they thought we were going to fight people i don't know
1: I'm, I'm disappointed in chat though nobody's saying wagner for captain after we had one last week, and he goes off for eighteen points. I mean, it's just Wagner for captain's been out there every week in chat. I just
2: miss seeing it. it I want to know some idea, he's on the yellow card. Yeah, watch. He's on the
1: accumulation. I guess that's it. But I just miss seeing it in chat.
0: Blaine just wants it. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us tonight. Uh, let's wrap everything up as we do as always with our plugs. Blaine,
1: I kind of did my plug earlier. Discord and the Mega Reference Team. They just. Such a good service. There's so much information there, especially on a on a week like this with yellow cards, with injuries, with needing reliable scrubs that are not going to play. If you're not part of the community and you're still listening to us, what's wrong? Like, why aren't you over there talking to us? At at least be a lurker and just read up on what's going on. Uh, It's just such a fun community. And if you read up for a couple of days, you're going to want to talk because there's always some ridiculous take coming into that we just have fun poking fun at people for just different little things and the debates that show up so yeah just if you're not part of discord please go join the
2: discord it's so much fun over there Andrew Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Skyler he's he's the main main contact for all of us and uh, I know personally how needy we all are with getting all the fixes in and and new players in there so just thank you to Skyler for the hard work
0: Oh, that was nice. We don't we don't shout out Skylar enough. He does do a lot of hard work there with a lot of the, the scaling back that's happened at, at MLS. He's he's really stepped up and a great ambassador for the community. So yes, yes, a good shout out for Skylar. I will give the shout out to Ashley and Spencer. Happy anniversary. Uh, glad you guys are out having fun with that. You you definitely deserve it, especially after the hard work you did picking up for me and Blaine the other week. And of course, again, yes, Discord, check that out, MLSfancyBoss.com. Uh, we'll have this, this podcast up there as well. We'll have Tyler's differential articles because of the timing. I probably will, again, not be able to get some of the other articles up, but I'm trying. I'm trying. The schedule's crazy. I guess this is the one good thing about Apple getting involved next year with our set schedule. that That will be nice. More to come on that later, but check all those projects out. Uh, you can check out the Patreon as well if you want to look at how to become a supporter of this podcast. Patreon.com/slash/mlsfi, uh, and just check out all of our projects and, and see how you can just join our ever-growing community Discord, Boss Patreon. It's it's fantastic, and uh, as always, good luck. <laughs>